Bienvenidos and welcome back to Puro Pinche Gol, the place we discuss all things USMNT y la Selección Mexicana. My name is Adrian. Joining me once again is my co-host, Bocayo, Adrian. Adrian, what's good, man? How are you doing, bro? I'm just doing, dude. I'm just, you know, I want to say this clearly. I'm happy that Austin FC is eliminated from League <laughs> Cup. So oh, that's, that's how I would like to start this episode. <laughs> hey, man, that's your local club, bro. You got to support, dog. Nah, nah dog. Screw Not Austin FC. Uh-uh. <laughs> You'll never see, you will never see me wearing an Austin FC shirt. Never. Uh, and they got pretty decent shirts. I'm not going to lie. Uh, but all that right, whatever, man. We'll get into it, man. We'll get into it. Save your comments on Austin FC because I know we'll probably mention them we'll here. Um, this episode, <laughs> we're going to be talking League's Cup, kind of giving our uh, overview of what's been happening so far in the group stage in preparation for the uh, round of 32 and really focusing on um, how the League's Cup has exposed MLS teams. Um, we'll definitely, you know, obviously get into that, but, uh, you know, uh, kind of giving some background on the tournament real quick. It's a tournament between the first annual tournament between Liga Mekis teams and MLS teams. Month-long competition where they pause both Liga Mekis and MLS. Uh, it has group stages it, that are split up into conferences, east, south, west, north. Um, then, you know, it goes into your round of 32, then your best of 16, then your quarters, then your semis, and your final. 47 total teams, 29 from the MLS. That's all the MLS teams. Eight, well, it'll be 30 next year when San Diego joins. 18 from Liga Mekis. That's all the uh, Liga Mekis teams. And uh, Pachuca and LAFC automatic buys into the round of 32 due to uh, LAFC being the current champions. I guess Pachuca being the champion when this whole tournament uh, was organized. Um, finance, financial prizes for this tournament champion gets $2 million. Uh, prize per game $100,000 and a prize per victory $50,000 kind of uh, the situation here with the uh, Leagues Cup so a decent payout for these teams especially for the smaller teams that don't really have the backing of huge uh, investors um, yeah. in MLS and Liga Mekis a lot of those smaller Liga Mekis teams granted a lot have been knocked out at this point um, <laughs> but um, yeah man so I think we, want, we kind of want to focus more on kind of MLS, how, how their performances have been on here. Uh, you know, this tournament ha- is, is being played all in the United States, which uh, should give MLS teams a uh, an advantage, right? I mean, if, 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 uh, if this tournament was to be played in Mexico or half and half or, you know, home and away, I think the the percentages would be a lot different as to how, how these teams have uh, qualified so far or, you know, their their uh, results, right? So out of uh, 18 Liga Mekis teams, 10 have qualified so far. Please take this with an asterisk. Currently, uh, there's games being played, rounding out the the, the group stage. America's down to Columbus 2-1 as we record this, and uh, Chicago and Puebla are tied, nil-nil. Uh, but, you know, if a result stand, uh, Chivas can still advance if they beat Sporting. Uh, America currently advances even if they lose i believe toluca will most likely win their group they play colorado and puebla i think is uh, down and out joining santos necaxa tijuana san luis as being the five eliminated teams for liga mekis so out of the 18 teams liga mekis 13 will more or less qualify for the round of 32 which is 72 percent and mls will qualify 19 out of their 29 teams which is 65 percent so a uh, better percentage for liga mekis there um what does this say about MLS, man? I mean, you you've had the opportunity to go watch uh, Austin FC twice, I believe. The two games for uh, mm-hmm. Leagues Cup. Um, obviously, that's just you know watching one team. But you and I have been watching on TV, you know, Leagues Cup constantly, right? So, um, why mm-hmm. don't you you kind of give us your thoughts on to um, 
first, let, let us know what your thoughts were to Austin FC. How did they, what, what occurred there? Because they played two of the worst teams, you know, in Masapan and yeah. Juarez. And, uh, you know, one of the reporters went viral for kind of talking a lot of crap. And, uh, yeah. you know, oh, they were rejoicing that they got Mazatlan um, in their group. Uh, but, you know, what we saw from Austin, we've seen from a lot of MLS teams, you know, as a common, mm-hmm. common denominator, right? I mean, what can you yeah. attribute? No, I... I, I... I totally agree uh, to what you're saying. I think Austin FC is a great example of what the average MLS team is doing right now or how they're getting exposed on on, uh, Leagues Cup. And, you know, I I do have to say that when I realized that Mazapan, sorry, Mazatlan, was um, playing against Austin FC and then Bravos was also on the group, I thought it was... I never thought Austin FC was going to, you know completely just take away the group, right? I never thought they were going to win both matches and just, you know, walk through the group stage and move on into the best 32. Uh, but I didn't expect Mazatlan and Juarez to destroy or steamroll the way they did Austin FC. Um, I went to both matches. I went to the one uh, Austin FC against Mazatlan and uh, against Bravos. And... I think this is something that you that you have. I mean, if you if you take a step back and you look at all the matches throughout the League's Cup, and especially the ones between MLS teams against Mexi- uh, Mexican teams, you can see that the common denominator is the MLS teams are constantly on the offensive, and I I, I understand that some teams, some MLS teams have said, "Hey, we're gonna play with this with subs because League's Cup doesn't really matter too much to us." Uh, you know, point case being San Luis. Uh, and I think also maybe Austin FC, although they don't, they're not necessarily in a good spot in, in their conference anyways. Um, but nonetheless, uh, they all kept on, kept on doing or playing the same strategy, which is just, let's see who, who can make more goals, right? That's essentially the, the, the status quo for every single MLS match. Let's see who, who can best uh, the, the other team by scoring the most goals possible. Uh, and that's what happened on both matches with Austin FC. On the first half, you will see often see on the offensive, pounding Mazatlan, pounding pounding Bravos, barely barely letting them breathe and you know get out of their side of the pitch. But as soon as the first half was over, as soon as the as soon as the clock hit sixty minutes, you will see a drop in you know pressure, a drop in uh, a drop a drop in performance from Austin FC, where Mazatlan and Bravos would take advantage of it. Um, and I think they both realized that they just have to withstand 60 minutes of nonstop pressure and forward and forward uh, strategy from from Austin FC. And after that, I wouldn't say it was a reason the park, but it was a couple of quick breaks, a couple of you know quick feed passes, and they were three one against uh, Austin FC. And there was no response by Austin FC whatsoever. Like there was a. The, like you never felt Austin FC was close to tying the match or even you know making a comeback, and I don't really I don't really know if it was because the players just realized that you know what screw this we don't really we're not we're not shooting to win this tournament or if it's just a matter of Liga MX teams have more balanced teams that are it, that it uh, you know on the long run I guess on, on ninety minutes it pays off having better defenders and goalkeepers than the ones you will see in MLS. So I mean that that's something that happened to Austin FC on both matches. And uh, look, I I I think I've, I've been very vocal that I'm not an Austin FC fan. Um, and I was I wasn't rooting for them at all. Uh, I'm actually I actually laugh 
badly because the, you know losing against Mazatlan and against Bravos it's it's you know it's, it's embarrassing dude I mean, what, can, what can I tell you it's two one of the worst teams in in Liga MX Mazatlan is one of those teams that last season they were like dead last and they had like a run of 10 games without you know <laughs> making any points like not even right. tying right yeah um and then for them to show up here and win against you with you know you're playing uh, as a local with your crowd mm-hmm. and just coming here and, and essentially just you know humiliating you i think it's humiliating so i don't know it's it's uh it was it was to me it was interesting to see the you know mls teams against liga mekis um i got surprised by mazatlan and bravos um i wasn't expecting that much from austin fc but when I, when you look at all the matches for example i was also surprised that minnesota i think it was minnesota against puebla they four they nil. destroyed puebla dude like yeah four nil and and then i think uh, new england revolution destroyed at san luis if i'm not mistaken like those those matches yeah. i thought they were gonna be you know closer i thought they were gonna be you know tighter meaning that i i felt that you know those teams were at the same level whenever they showed up to this to this match but i guess uh they they aren't you brought up a lot of points that I really want to touch on. Um, definitely, uh, you know, you, you mentioned MLS is lax defense. It's more who's going to score more goals, right, in MLS. That's how you win games in MLS. And when it mm-hmm. works, we saw it worked like crazy. Like you said, uh, mm-hmm. New England beat San Luis 5-1. Philadelphia beat Querétaro 5-1. Uh, Minnesota mm-hmm. beat Puebla 4-0. FC Dallas beat Necaxa 3-0, right? So, I Cincinnati. Mean, Cincinnati beat Guadalajara 3-1. Uh, when it works, it works, right? I mean, mm-hmm. y- when you, when you're not challenging crazy hard opposition, that challenges your defense. And when you play with your starters and they have the, the ability to last 90 minutes, I, I could see it working for MLS teams. But MLS yeah. teams doesn't ha- don't have the um, the capacity, the luxury to, like you said, with Austin FC to play most of their reserves or ba- ba- uh, bench. Right, the depth is simply not there. Um, the depth yeah. in MLS pales in comparison to even the the small teams of depth in um, you know in Liga Mekis. I'd say you know the the the, the smaller teams in Liga Mekis, the bench of those teams are better than the bench of even the best teams in MLS. Um, but then you have um, you know teams like those that played against Austin, um, Bravos, uh, Mazapan, um, small market teams with very small you know. Um, Finances, small resources. Mm-hmm. Also, Necaxa, Querétaro. Well, Querétaro has is a decent market, but they don't have uh, the the best finances. Um, you know, these small no, market yeah. teams with smaller finances, um, who maybe are taking this tournament seriously to gain that money, right? To gain that, and mm-hmm. uh, but uh, you know, they they also they they have the finances, like you said, more evenly spread out. You look at MLS teams. Inter Miami is a perfect example. Uh, two or three crazy stars making crazy amount of money thanks to that rule where they could have a designated player, right? Three designated players. Mm-hmm. And then they lack in defense. That's pretty much the summary of all MLS teams. They spend three or two or three spots, a lot of money on attacking players because who wants to watch a, you know, a defender, right? They, they, they know that MLS scores goals. So they want to, they want to, they want to sign attacking players. I want to uh, show, yeah. They want it's more attractive to the American crowd, right? That are used to having crazy scores in basketball, football, where it's nothing mm-hmm. but nonstop scoring. Um, they 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 sign 
with their designated player spots attackers. So you have a lot weaker defenders and a lot weaker goalies compared to the more evenly spread out uh, Liga Mekis teams. And I think, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know how you feel about this, but I, I feel like MLS is currently in a spot where if you take Liga Mekis, you have the weak teams at the bottom where aside for Austin FC getting humiliated, right? Um, I think <laughs> uh, MLS for the most part, the 29 MLS teams can go toe-to-toe with or beat the bottom five Liga Mekis teams consistently. Then yeah. the middle five Liga Mekis teams are probably at the level of Liga Mekis teams. And then the top five, six, seven, whatever is left, um, uh, Liga Mekis teams, the big dogs that have the unlimited finances, there's no um, salary cap they can spend on whoever, whenever, whatever, right? Um, they're just on a, a level above and those are the teams that yeah. we usually see yeah. still winning Conca, Chaf- uh, Conca champions consistently, right? Uh, maybe the mm-hmm. only team that could play against them right now is maybe LAFC. Um, that's kind of consistent in terms of defense, midfield, forwards. Um, yeah. But even that's pushing it. Um, you know, we're talking, of course, about America. Um, Chivas, though they lost to Cincinnati, I think they'll bounce back. Uh, Tigres, Rayados, um, all, all the, the big dogs that, you know, will constantly, you know, beat MLS teams if they were to play 10 times or beat them eight out of 10 times, let's say. Um, yeah. So, I, you know, I think that's where MLS has been exposed, kind of shown that, yeah, they've cut the gap. They're better than five or six bottom Liga Mekis teams, kind of in the, would be in the middle of them of Liga Mekis, but there's still that gap between the big dogs in Liga Mekis and, uh, you know, the rest of MLS. Yeah. Um, Mm-hmm. And that's not to say, you know, Liga Mekis teams are barely coming off their summer break, right? You would think MLS teams are fitter at this point. Yeah. I mean, Liga Mekis only played, I think, three uh, right. weeks, if I'm not mistaken, before they they, they, come, they came to a halt. And then also, not all the teams are done are doing sign-ins. Uh, for example, Monterrey just signed Sergio Canales a couple of weeks ago. So they're, they're waiting for Sergio Canales to show up and, uh, and play with them. He was... Uh, I guess the the coach Eltan Ortiz thought he was going to count with Sergio Canales, Sergio Canales for the game against Seattle Sanders, uh, but he didn't. But it, it isn't like they needed him, right? I mean, they destroyed Seattle Sanders for two yesterday. Uh, but yeah, I t- t- to illustrate your point, um, I, I think when, for example, if you look at uh, at the match between Americans and Luis, I think St. Louis has a, is a is a very well rounded team. With a with a lot of uh, evenly spread out uh, talent throughout throughout uh, their their lines, I think it isn't like necessarily skewed to just you know very uh, good or talented attackers. I think they have a good a backbone where Roman Burki is their keeper, and they have like at least a strong player on each line that has Bundesliga experience. Um, but I wasn't expecting America to destroy them the way they did, but. Also, St. Louis didn't play with all with all of their um, starters, so um, I'm I'm just it's it's kind of difficult to for me at least to put a comparison on, especially like with a team with like St. Louis that is just the the one of the newest franchises, right? They don't have that much history. It's kind of hard to gauge how well or um, how 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 much of an impact they had on MLS. But when you compare it against the likes of you know the OG MLS teams. Uh, when you look at Houston Dynamo, when you look at DC United, when you look at Portland Timbers, Seattle Sounders, uh, Los Angeles Galaxy, you would expect all those teams to be uh, at least 
close to the level of the you know giants of Liga Mekis. And to your point, they seem to be f- very far away. I, I just think that right? for they, the, the same exactly place they were uh-huh. at ten years ago. Yes, and and the thing is that uh, I know that Seattle Sanders won the most one of the one of the last two um, Concachafas, but they they play against Pumas, and Pumas for the last ten years they have you know they haven't been a good team in Liga MX. So I think it was just a fluke where they 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 so it so happens that one of the weakest teams in or at least not one of the strong ones in Liga Mekis showed up to that final. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, of course, PPG curse. We're going to look like liars here, but uh, Columbus is beating America 3-1. We're not saying that these MLS teams can't beat the big dogs. We're just saying that if they were to play Mm -hmm. 10 times, the big dog of Liga Mekis would beat America yeah. would beat Columbus eight out of ten times, um, and also America didn't didn't play pretty. I mean, they started. They have like a mix of starting starting players and yeah. bench players. Yeah, so they, they not an excuse for the next yeah. round. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah, man. I mean, definitely. Uh, I think MLS has ways to go to catch up. Uh, we in our preview episode, not preview in our episode, comparing Saudi League. MLS, Liga Mekis, we talked about the salary cap and how it was discussed that there might be changes coming to that for uh, MLS. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily getting rid of it entirely, but maybe making a rule where you could spend, you know, they double the amount of money you can spend, right? I think that'll definitely help mm-hmm. MLS teams compete with uh, the rich uh, giants in Liga Mekis that, yeah. you know, are able to spend loads of money consistently. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, go for it. The, and I mean, I guess the one last thing that I, I do want to mention and that I noticed again on, on those two, on those two matches that I that I saw, um, e- even though you know we keep on saying that the small teams like Mazatlan and Bravos, they uh, they might take this seriously because of the cash price. Um, the one thing that I also notice is there even even at that level, you know, even at the you know looking at the small teams in Liga Mekis, there's still a you know significant gap in terms of um technique in players uh i feel that i feel that the majority of the mls players yes they're talented i'm not going to say they're bad players but i think the the difference between austin fc and mazatlan and bravos is that even though Bravos they don't i guess i mean they, they probably are they, they don't make as much money as austin fc maybe um and that's, this is just me just pulling you know stats out of my ass um but I think the the fact that Bravos has you know three or four players that are technically gifted allow them to breach that gap between you know the I guess the infrastructure that Austin MC has compared to what Bravos and Mazatlan had, and I think that was that was a key uh, aspect of these matches where those highly technical players that these teams had made the difference. When when it, when it was important, right? When they realized that Austin FC was depleted in terms of energy, that we're not running anymore, that the yeah. midfield broke, yeah. you know, uh, they they just it was like an instant shift where okay, we got this, and then those three talented players just linked up and scored. So there, that's also that you know, of course, I'm I'm not talking about Messi because there's no, I mean, he's he's <laughs> perhaps arguably the best player in history, right? And and right. technique wise. Um, and I'm not. Also, I'm not saying that Carlos Vela is not good. You know, technically gifted or Kelino, all, all these guys that are you know big names in MLS. What I'm saying is, 
I don't I, I don't think MLS, MLS player. Yeah, exactly. Like exactly. The the common denominator in MLS is they don't really have that good balance of technically technically gifted players. They have athletes, they have strong players, but they lack that specific aspect of having, you know, a, a good mix of these guys can, you know, touch the ball with with finesse. They can they're they're not also able I mean they're also to, they're able to score screamers, but they also have that, you know, that nice touch. The street the, knowledge, the, the vision, the street ball, exactly the stuff you only mm-hmm. learn exactly. that playing on the streets, playing with, uh, you know, watching it nonstop, and uh, yeah, I, I know what you're trying to say. Um, mm-hmm. uh, MLS, your or Lee Mackey's European teams are all technically more gifted than your average MLS player, who is probably technically uh, more um, conditioned and more physically gifted. Yes, right, than your average European or uh, mm-hmm. uh, Lee Mackey's player. Um, which is why when they they get tired around the 70th minute is when they they get exposed because um, mm-hmm. these these uh, league I make these teams are probably more technically gifted. Um, yeah, man, uh, you know if results hold here with uh, Columbus, which are is going to hold where I'm watching it now. It's 92nd minute, um, and yeah. Puebla Chicago are going to hold at a tie. Um, we started the day this morning, July 31st, Monday, with Liga Mekis teams having won 14 matches against MLS opposition and MLS sides having won 12 against Liga Mekis opposition. This will change after this. It's going to be Liga Mekis 14, MLS 13 after this victory by Columbus. And uh, there's still going to be two games left, uh, Toluca, Colorado, and Guadalajara, and Sporting KC here to round out the group matches. So, um the MLS needs to win both of those to win the overall against Liga Mekis. Um Obviously, yeah. it's not a it's not a a trophy or anything for that. Just kind of fun to keep track of. Um, but uh, we'll see we'll see what happens. Um, so yeah, the round of thirty two is going to take take shape, and uh, we'll definitely be watching and uh, keeping updates. Uh, you know, as as the league's cup um, rolls through a tournament that you know we kind of laughed at before, and it's kind of been fun to watch. So. Yeah, it's been entertaining, dude. I think we, you know, we've seen a bunch of goals. We've seen screamers. I think the one thing that we're lacking is like decent saves. Uh, but overall, I would say, you know, I know that a lot of people, a lot of you know, fans were against it, but it seems to be, you know, making some buzz. Yeah. Other than that, uh, Bravos versus uh, Mazapan match in Austin that drew two hundred. <laughs> dude, yeah. Uh, Man, that sucks. Dude. I mean, uh, I, I know. I, I was reading somewhere like it. I, I think. They registered 200 people that showed up to the match. Yeah, I mean, they probably lost all the money they've gained from keeping the lights on for that match. <laughs> um, I know, <laughs> but no, nah, man, it's been fun, and we'll keep track of the league's cup. Uh, Adriana, as we wrap up here, dude, where can our listeners find us? For sure, they can always find us on YouTube. Don't forget to subscribe, hit the like button, and turn on the notifications. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast on. Last but not least, you can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at Puro Pinche Gol. We post stuff every now and then. Yeah, make sure to follow us and uh, let us know in the comments below. Definitely, uh, we like interacting with you guys. Uh, how have you guys thought the League's Cup has you know performed? How, how has your team performed? Um, is your team still in it? Is your team out? Um, like uh, Adrian and his Austin FC. Um, and, uh, you know, <laughs> who do you, who do you think is going to go the furthest in this? And uh, you know, do you think Inter Miami is going to go all the way? They do have the easier side of the bracket for sure. Uh, then we might actually get a Monterrey Tigres uh, round of sixteen match. Um, yeah, so that'd, that'd be, be nice. that'd be interesting. Uh, I don't. I think they already mm-hmm. announced where it would be at somewhere up north. I think, but um, 
we'll uh, definitely keep uh, on the lookout. And yeah, be sure to let us know in the comments uh, any any of y'all's thoughts on League's Cup. Adrian, man, it's been another fun one, bro. I'll see you in the next one, dude. Take it easy, my friend. See you, bro. See ya. See ya.